everyone. Welcome to the first episode of our new podcast series, Bolder Voices, Better Insights, an initiative by Travel Trends Today, the one and only podcast made to draw some uh, thought-provoking insights about the ever-transforming scenario of the travel, tourism, and hospitality sectors from the industry veterans. Let us embark on an inspiring journey as we have an incredible personality with us who truly needs no introduction. A person setting definitions beyond the ordinary. He is a man who has made unparalleled contributions to the dynamics of the hospitality business in India, ranging from 1991 and even prior to that. Mentioning a few of his current engagements, he is the Vice President of Hotels Association of India. He is also the Chairman Emeritus and Principal Advisor, South Asia at Redison Hotel Group, and a member of the Confederation of Indian Industries National Tourism Committee. Therefore, without any further delay, myself Kuhilika Roy Chaudhary from Travel Trends today request you all to spare a little few minutes and join me in welcoming Mr. K. B. Kachru on board as we take off for an interesting conversation. Welcome, Mr. Kachru. Thank you. That's It's very really nice to be here, and uh, I am glad uh, that uh, I am uh, uh, doing the first uh, podcast with you. I think it's uh, really uh, an incredible start by you all. Uh, this new initiative, uh, very happy to hear that, and I think our, our industry needs uh, to make uh, uh, bolder decisions, and we need to. Actually, penetrate uh, down the line at the shop floor level and see what's happening. What do we want, and where do we want to go? Truly, indeed, uh, Mr. Kachru, being associated uh, with the industry since the tender age of 21 and renowned as one of the prominent growth drivers in the hospitality industry, the audience, I'm sure, would be really eager to know from you. What are the emerging trends of the Indian hospitality business, and your opinion on the growth projections? You know, uh, as you correctly said, I have been uh, around for a while, and uh, I have uh, actually uh, grown uh, seeing how the industry has changed. And every decade, uh, there is new transformation. And what was good yesterday is not good today. And uh, what is good today is uh, going to be different tomorrow. And uh, you know, like uh, there's a very old saying. They say uh, you always say um, uh, today we are doing this and we are embarking on a new path. It's going to be great. But nobody has seen future. Nobody has actually seen. And what will be good tomorrow? I think we all have to anticipate. And prepare ourselves of what can happen, and what, and which path do we need to take? I think that's important. I, I feel the market dynamics have changed in a very big way. Things have changed in every vertical of uh, tourism and civil aviation. So, in a, in as far as hotels are concerned, I mean, you know, um, we have actually moved. Uh, away from just a uh, few select pl places. I mean, focus used to be earlier on all the gateway cities, whether it was Delhi, Mumbai, Bangalore, Calcutta, Chennai. I mean, um, then we moved to state capitals, 
from state capitals who are looking at tier two and tier three towns now. And uh, uh, many of us realized that rather in time that, you know, we need to focus and seriously look at domestic tourism. Hmm. And, uh, you know, let me be honest, had it not been for domestic tourism, I think most of us would have been in greater trouble. We were in trouble uh, and we still, some of us are still trying to stabilize and move uh, to better things. But um, focused on tier three, tier four towns has really given us advantage. And today, um, uh, uh, and not only uh, international brands, uh, all uh, reputed uh, domestic chains in hotels uh, and in creating new destinations, they're nearer to tier two, tier three cities. Uh, I mean, if, if you were to draw a parallel, Basically, uh, almost 50% of our GDP comes from uh, tier two and tier three towns. That actually shows you what our growth is. So uh, we are moving towards that. What else is happening in our industry? I mean, we have moved from traditional classical to um, more contemporary hotels. From contemporary hotels, we are moving to smart hotels. Mm-hmm. We are moving to lifestyle hotels. Mm-hmm. They want to do smart hotels in, uh, you know, in places like Amritsar, in places like Indore and in Nagpur. You know, that's uh, that's how things have changed. Truly, Mr. Kachru, talking about growth and changing trends, uh, I would also like you to draw a little light on the current performance in terms of occupancy, average room rate and revenue per available room from an industry perspective so that the audience also has a clearer vision of the growth of the scenario. Across majority, when I say majority, most of India, I think, uh, has already achieved pre-COVID rates. Uh, some cities uh, during the COVID period, particularly leisure destinations, did very well. So there the growth between 21 and 22 is not much. But when you see pre-COVID and post-COVID, there is a huge uh, difference. I mean, uh, now uh, what has happened is between 22 and 23, while Goa has had a reasonable increase. I mean, some places uh, like Mumbai, Bangalore, uh, and Delhi, they have uh, seen uh, fantastic growth between uh, 21 and 22, from 90% to over 100% uh, growth in um, ADRs. So, but uh, I think uh, domestic uh, moment has a lot to contribute. People uh, have started living for today. People want to move out. And uh, the great initiative by the Government of India on Dekho Apna Desh, people uh, who used to just want to travel uh, outside, overseas, go overseas, they're giving second thoughts. They want to see their own country first. And I think that has made a lot of difference. High spending people, who wanted to travel probably three times a year outside the country would rather do it once. They would like to go around uh, their own country and see various places and don't mind paying the right uh, rates. And uh, 
but don't want to give away their comfort so that has improved um, our average rates and rabba to a great extent mr kachru as you have mentioned about uh, the domestic scenario in particular uh, on shifting the perspective towards uh, a little on the urge or the long pending demand of the hospitality industry a little recently tourism minister reddy uh, talked about the industry status in terms of the hotel industry in rajya sabha i believe this is an important area where the audience would really want to know your input um, how do you see this development unfolding mr kachru i think you know uh, everybody has realized that uh, uh, tourism uh, can uh, contribute very seriously to our economy and we were lucky to get uh, the attention uh, attention of our prime minister and he um, uh, declared it himself that uh, tourism is one of the key pillars of the economic growth yes. so uh, that has uh, created a pathway uh, to get attention of uh, everybody in terms of doing what is necessary now there is uh, as far as our industry is concerned both from hotel association of india uh, from cii uh, faith our collective body all of us have been saying that you know uh, we don't want doles we don't want subsidies we want tweaking of policies we want uh, the government to take a long term view of what is important now that long term view is declare tourism as infrastructure that and that is the amendment uh, our parliament has to consider and uh, they are very positive uh, we have met uh, uh, the key members of the parliamentary committee uh, on tourism and civil aviation they all agree with us that yes set a path where we can attract foreign direct investments now we see hospitality industry particularly hotels it is highly capital intensive and if we don't get the right interest rates for loans we don't get uh, the possibilities of uh, easy getting licenses easily uh you know ease of doing business to put it as a bottom line uh it won't attract uh, uh the kind of invest- investments we want mm-hmm. and the second subject is giving it as an industry status mm-hmm. uh the ministry of tourism along with hai cii and faith have worked together and impressed upon uh, various state governments mm-hmm. that they knew to give industry status to um, uh, the tourism as such now what will this do is it will give uh, it will set some benchmarks in terms of uh, operating uh, incentives whether it is part tariff whether it is licensing i mean we have had times when uh, during covid bars were closed we still had to pay excise money i mean it is it is ridiculous that uh, uh, we don't tweak such things we need to tweak such things we have to see the ground reality how would an operator when he has closed shop he still pays for the license mm-hmm. so all these would be addressed if states declared 
it as an industry because it's a state subject it's not a central subject yes. so uh, our uh, secretary of tourism and our uh, uh, minister have emphasized and uh, i'm glad to tell you that about 18 states have already declared tourism as uh, an industry now here comes the real task is execution of that some states have initiated the process they have to pass uh, certain uh, notifications which will actually give those incentives so once that happens that you can see the result of that but i think as a first step 18 states coming forward and declaring tourism as an uh, industry and setting up policies i think is a great achievement and i mean um, thanks to our own ministry in tourism thank you mr kathru for that inspiring and positive note um and we surely look forward to seeing the sun shining bright in favor of the hotels industry um moving forward uh, talking about one of the emerging key focus areas of the hotel business uh, hotels are looking at religious tourism as a growth enabler so we are keen to know what is the ground reality mr kachru how are they contributing to the local economy you know it is uh, at the moment it is directly linked to uh, domestic movement people who uh, as i said earlier uh, only wanted to travel abroad i mean there are very few people from north who go to extreme south and somebody from uh, east goes to west i think everybody has realized that they actually need to see uh, other regions of india we are a very diverse country i mean we have different languages we have different food we um, Uh, uh, I mean, when uh, somebody from Kashmir goes to Kerala, I mean, it's a different world, and that eagerness to see that has actually motivated everybody to put in money, create infrastructure, and also develop uh, tourism. Now, if you have any specific uh, questions to ask about as to what is happening in terms of religious tourism, I mean, some of the uh, places. which have great historical yes. cultural mm-hmm. part to play mm-hmm. have been developed look at what has happened to kashi varanasi yes. i mean you can't uh, i personally have worked in varanasi for 4 years and what i see varanasi when i was working and what it's today is a world of a difference people okay. want to go there because they can walk around they can uh, go it's like uh, on one hand we say ease of doing business the other way is ease of looking at these places you can walk around you can go so uh, what uh, the industry and the government is doing together is creating circuits yes and government is actually helping even establishing rail networks to see and uh, uh, making a, it was like olden days uh, you had a golden triangle uh, for infrastructure roads delhi uh, agra jaipur so it it got uh, shown around the world uh, all over the place everybody recognized taj mahal where to see where to see uh, jaipur and where to see delhi in the same manner 
uh, whether it is Buddhist circuit, you, you um, uh, in Bihar, there are so many places, then it's connected with uh, uh, Gorakhpur and other places. So the connectivity has improved um, a lot, which will promote. Uh, look at Ayodhya. I mean, it, one country, unless you go and see, you cannot imagine how it has been transformed. So that will help. People have started going. You know, I used to serve myself on the board of uh, Mata Vaishnava Devi Shrine Board. And somebody wants to go and uh, see uh, Ayodhya. They want to see what is around that. They also want to go and see Varanasi. So all this will uh, help in a big way in doing probably a 5x uh, tourism moment uh, for religious tourism. So it's happening. It's, it's already started happening. We need to, if we really want tourism to grow, we have to focus on infrastructure. Now, how will we focus on infrastructure is ease of doing business and incentivizing people to invest in infrastructure. Uh, I mean, making it without infrastructure, nobody would go. You, you can create a lot of destinations, but if there's no place to stay there, if there are no facilities, to uh, you know, use them. Why would people go? So I think it is a package we have to consider in totality. We cannot just say no. We have declared. We have put air connectivity there. That's it. No, we have to have different parts of the game together and, and play together. Beautifully spoken, Mr. Kachru. I think uh, the audience is feeling quite uh, fortunate already seeing uh, and listening to this wondrous and insightful statement that you have made. Um, Mr. Kachru, talking about India as overall, uh, as you have already mentioned, India being at the forefront of global tourism now and even before uh, attracting global tourists and investors, how do you see the prospect flowing for inbound tourism? get a bit more clarity on it. You see, uh, there are two things. One is getting investments to develop infrastructure to have inbound tourism. That's one. Second is pure, uh, what are we doing to attract people to come here as visitors? I think we have to, we have to put our act together, first of all, in creating uh, infrastructure at uh, already established places. That's number one. Why reinvent the wheel? Then creating more destinations, putting infrastructure, whether it's in terms of roads, rail, aviation, and um, uh, you know anything related to that, that's one. Second is if we want international tourists to come here, but they look at Dubai and Singapore, what have they done? And average stay over the years has gone, gone up by 3x because people, there is so much to do. So we have to ensure, I mean, look, look how our, uh, uh, some of our current cities are um, uh, working at. Look at Gurgaon, for example, in Delhi itself, by creating infrastructure in terms of uh, giving so much of food and beverage option to people, creating entertainment centers, people are thronging. You cannot get a seat anywhere. In the same manner, I think if we want to popularize, have a pull factor, we have to actually package each destination, each city appropriately. I mean, G20 is a fantastic initiative. Now you will have people from over 200 countries coming here. 
they'll be our ambassadors when they go back they see the likes of udaipur kaziranga shillong koima uh, they'll go and uh, see kashmir i mean there would be a totally different perspective of what india is so you have to create such opportunities and i'm really glad it has started happening everything will not happen overnight it started happening and uh, let's as an industry i think we need to take on our responsibilities uh, not only be, think and depend on the government industry on its own also has to take a lot of initiative in doing correct things and encouraging and sending back satisfied uh, guests we have in the country beautifully spoken mr kachru the statement that you have mentioned that satisfying the visitors that we have here i think it is one of the most important prospect that can really attract inbound tourism and uh, i think the audience is quite happy to learn and listen something that it's wanting to know from you since a long time uh, moving forward Uh, another significant area that is absorbing great attention these days be it guests employees stakeholders locals is the hospitality business's role and impact on the environment mr kachru how do you see the indian hospitality industry adopting uh, sustainable practices uh i think to start with i just want to make one statement you know sustainability is no longer a buzzword Yeah. It used it used to be just a buzzword long time back, and everybody used to say this is important. But now it's actionable. We all have realized that if we don't do it today, we'll be left behind. You know, there are two sides to it. Somebody stay in a luxury hotel. You know. I really don't want to give up he, he doesn't want to give up on uh, the comforts he wants his uh, you know hat towel he uses he wants to change it i mean i mean we have to accept the ground reality if he is paying um, high rates uh, psychologically he wants to feel that level of luxury and comfort and wanting to do something but what is our role in it is making him aware if he or she does this how would it benefit the community we have a hotel company in india where we have ensured that every drop of water what they save what does it mean in terms of quantifying at the end of the day and in their uh, wcs if they see the color of the water slightly not normal it's it is only because it has been recycled but it's 100% hygienic guess would it accept uh, something like this but you have to create that awareness you have to communicate with the guests and believe me lot of guests are so proactive they feel yes it is now their role to actually accept these things and do something for the community truly wonderful mr kachru i actually can't thank you enough for sparing time and bringing such a detailed perspective and the birds eye view of the industry at the forefront of the t3 audience mr kachru any message that you want to give to our audience in particular 
Well, I think we we can say two things that uh, we should never ever give up, and uh, we can do it. And I think it's a great opportunity for all of us to make things happen. We, after a long time, uh, almost everybody is together and has the same objective. We're not going in different directions, whether it's all associations or the government. We are all trying to see what our objective is and working towards the objective. We may not get 100%, I mean, that's true. But as long as we know where we are going, what we are trying to achieve, it may take a little longer. We need to have some patience, but we will achieve. We'll never, ever give up. I'm sure the audience, including myself, is totally mesmerized to have your presence and time today for this podcast series, carrying forward the infectious positivity brought by you, Mr. Kachru, and also thanking the lovely audience joining the session. This is Kuhilika Roy Chaudhary signing off as we promise to get back with another detailed session, with another voice and another insightful conversation. Stay tuned for more. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.